Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening everybody. It's me, Dov, back again for another mid-season uh, review podcast thing. Um, this time, as you probably have read or seen already, I'm joined by Mr. Adam Digby and we are going to discuss all things uh, Juventus. Adam, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate, not too bad. Looking forward to the season starting again. I quite, I quite like this break because it's nicely placed in the middle of the season. None of this two games before midway point. We've got a nice in the middle so we can have a a good look at half of the season completely. Yeah, it makes a nice change, doesn't it? Before we've had 17 games, so we, you do a... <laughs> how, how's it, everything looking at the winter break and then how's everything looking at the midway point of the season? It, yeah, It's exactly. daft, but yeah, they've timed it nice. Yeah, so we've got it. Um to be fair, it wouldn't have really mattered when they did the break this year uh, for, for for Juve because you win all the games anyway. Uh, you've only dropped four points all season. Draws against Genoa and Atalanta are the only time that you haven't won. Um, so just, I just want to know what your thoughts have been on the performances because, I think, like I said to you before we started, it, it's difficult to... Um, it's difficult to find different ways to say Juventus are amazing again and again. Yeah, the thing is, I don't think they've been particularly good. Um, they, they're just kind of coasting along, aren't they? Um, That's uh, what Allegri says. <laughs> yeah, and and that, to be honest, that seems to be what Allegri wants, doesn't it? We, this is year five now, and it, it's just much of the same, isn't it? We coast through the early part of the season, get into the knockout stages of Champions League, get a, a healthy lead in the league table, and and then move on from there. And I think the the only real change in that has been the addition of Ronaldo, who gives him a little bit more impetus in attack. But otherwise, it's just been the same 
get a couple of goals up in the first half, take it easy in the second half. And 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 one of those games where the Juve dropped points against Genoa was it was only because their entire defence thought the ball had gone out for a corner that allowed Genoa to score. Otherwise, there's only Atalanta who've, who've got a result. Well, there, there's, um, there's a wee tidbit of, like, of insider information that you told me about that was the fact that they've got the grates underneath on the edge of the goal line and the ball bounced on one of those edges to come back in because it was pretty much going out. Yeah, there's a, there's a drain that runs underneath the pitch at both ends and you can see when the ball hits it, you can tell it's not grass that it's hit it hits something else and it it just flies straight up in the air um and and everybody started defending and preparing for the corner that wasn't a corner and then Geno's defenders allowed to run straight in and make a good cross mm. so yeah I, but in the league i think it's been very to be honest that general game was probably one of the best first halves that you've ever played all season but um it's been much of muchness, really. Just <laughs> so even you're like, what? What the hell was it? It is. To say? I mean, the the goals. You've seen some great ones from Ronaldo. You've seen Mario Mandzukic in every big game that you've ever played managed to get to the back post on a fullback and, and score a header. There's a, a great picture collage of him crushing uh, Kolarov, Asamoa, Mario Rui. Um, who else did he score against? Yeah, Milan, I think it was uh, Abate or maybe Calabria. And it, it's the same every time. He just runs to the back post, gets on the full-back, bang, header. Um, <laughs> and I, I think it's the same as it's been the last few seasons. You have got everything except that one driving force in midfield. And, and because of that, the games tend to just peter out and, and become very attritional. Yeah, um, I, I, I'll agree with you there. It's been... I won't say it's been difficult to watch Juve this season, but it's been sometimes it's a bit of a slog to, yeah, to I mean, watch them because you're just like you know as it, soon as they go ahead that's it. Pretty yeah, much and game it, over. it very much it very much is a case of first world problems, isn't it? Complaining about <laughs> going to watch Juve for free and 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 seeing it's being a bit boring. But... Hey, hold on, we work hard, mate. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's yeah, hard work. but you know what I mean. It's it's like. It's obviously it's a privilege to be able to watch it, but it, the games are pretty dull. Um, but then there's been some good performances in Champions League, so that's that's what ultimately the the season, the club, Allegri, Ronaldo, everybody is going to be judged on, isn't it? So they've raised the performances there, and they were really unlucky to to blow the game against Man United. Otherwise, we'd be talking about a, a perfect start there as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to like I'll t- we'll touch on the Champions League a bit later. Um, I, I kind of want to I want to say that probably Juventus's best performance in Serie A this season was the home game against Napoli, where you where you went behind after it was about ten minutes from Mertens, and then it was almost as if Napoli said, "Right, how good are you?" And then Juventus just stood up. Mandzukic in particular said, "We're we're pretty good. Thank you very much." So yeah, well, down, get back in your get back in your box. Mandzukic scored the goals, but I think the difference in that game was Ronaldo, wasn't it? Mm. He had he had two assists, and then the third goal came from his shot got saved, and Mandzukic tapped it in, mm. which is an assist in itself, really, isn't it? Um, and and ultimately, that just underlines the difference between this season and last season. This season, Napoli were pretty good, but Juve were just about good enough to win the league. This year, just like last year, Napoli came to Turin, went one 0 up. But this time you've had Ronaldo, who just decided no, not today, thanks, and 
and laid on three goals and then it's 3-1 instead of 1-0. So, yeah, it, that was a really good performance, to be honest, apart from going 1-0 down. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a lot of Juve's performances this season, it's Leonardo Bonucci seems determined to give everybody a 1-0 head start. <laughs> well, well, can I... Before we get on, why well, now? We'll, we'll talk about the, the kind of individual players. You you talk spoke about Bonucci there, and I I think you said at the start of the season he it was basically he was the problem for all the goals that Juve had conceded. Like it was essentially mistakes from him. Um, but obviously the big one is Mr. Ronaldo. How have you kind of viewed his impact? Obviously on the pitch, like you mentioned, example, but can it also offer as well? Um, on it, I think he pushes them to to not kind of give up at one nil, which we saw a lot of last season. Um, it, it, it doesn't quite do enough to prevent the the games from being boring, but it, it it does see that become three nil or three one instead of just two nil. Um, I, I definitely think he's raised the level of some performances like Mandzukic, who's already got more goals this season than the last season. Um, off the pitch, obviously, it's been huge, hasn't it? You, all the away games are, are not only sold out, but the tickets are two and three times more than they were last season and, and almost double what each club is charging other big clubs. Um, I know that... Uh, away at San Siro was 70 euros for Juve fans mm-hmm. uh, and, and Roma away at San Siro is 40 euros mm-hmm. um, and, and that's been indicative of everywhere at Empoli this season it was it was 70 euros with no concessions for kids or, or pensioners um, and, and that was home fans and away fans who didn't have tickets so everybody's getting their money's worth out of the deal for sure um, and, and obviously Juve Juve's profile is exponentially raised by having Ronaldo, isn't it? Every social media post gets a massive audience. The Juve had the best-selling shirt in France in 2018, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, although PSG's kits are ugly, are they? So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. um, I, I, and and it just is just little things like that, isn't it? I mean. We were talking earlier in the week about how your own website's hmm. taken on even more traffic thanks to Ronaldo. You say about fifteen yeah, percent month yeah, to month, yeah, and it, it, it there's a lot more eyes on the league, which is fantastic, um, and and that can only be a good thing for the rest of Serie A. I think it, the ultimately the the two things you're looking for out of this are Juve to succeed in the Champions League this season, and then the rest of Serie A to kind of raise its game to catch up to a team that was already better than them but then added one of the two best players in the world um, and, and and that can only be a good thing for Serie A as well if the, the standard by which they're all judged is is even higher Yeah, I can't remember, I can't remember who said this quote but I think in the last week somebody had said that um, I think it was in relation to Aaron Ramsey more or less coming to Juve that because Ronaldo's there other players who maybe wouldn't consider coming to Serie A have wait, wait a minute, Ronaldo's there. Why not go to Italy? It's a nice place. So you, yeah, you win trophies. So I think, like you say, the, the Ronaldo's impact is not just kind of having a positive effect on obviously Juve's um, global kind of audience, but also kind of Serie A's with other 
players who maybe wouldn't have bothered coming thinking, well, why not if they can offer me similar wages to England, Spain or Germany or even France? Yeah, that's definitely the case, isn't it? And I think it's it's very similar to what we saw with PSG. Once Latam went there, then other players were, were willing to go as well who probably wouldn't have done otherwise. Um, and, and and that just shows how far Serie A had fallen before Ronaldo came, really. It's, it is a league that had struggled to attract big-name players before Ronaldo and him deciding that that's where he wanted to go has, has made a massive difference in that regard and I, I think not only does it make a difference in players wanting to come to Syria I think it makes a difference in players not wanting to leave either yeah well, that's, that's very true why, why would you want to leave Syria I, I never understand this when players want to leave and go and play in other places it's, it's fantastic um, look at some other ones uh, a player who Maybe some would have expected, I certainly didn't expect, but Rodrigo Bentancur made it into the Forza Time Football team of the season so far, picked by Vieri Capretta. And he's been impressive for Juve. Um, and then, what I, play, I think I spoke of, and I've seen you at games, that a player I think has been fantastic for is Matuidi this season. I think he's brilliant. Um, what's, what's kind of your, you said that Juve are missing a midfielder. What's kind of your thoughts on Bentancur, Matuidi, and, and Juve's midfield situation? I think Bentancur has been exceptional this season. Um, he's always impressive. He's he's immensely mature for his age. He he's not afraid to get stuck in. He he's, he's another player who just fits in perfectly well. But my issue is that of the midfield, I think I really like Bentancur. I like Matuidi. I, I think Pjanic is fantastic. I I think Emre Can was a good signing, but they're all a bit samey not mm. not in terms of the style of play but none of them are going to get the ball on the halfway line and drive into the opposition area they're all either going to pass it to somebody close or make a long pass in the case of Pjanic but there's no real speed in there uh, either in terms of the way that they play the ball forwards or themselves running with the ball and I think ultimately that hurts Juve because you end up with the, the 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 back four and then three players in front of them and then a big gap to the front three and I think that's kind of hurting Dybala because he's having to drop deep and fill in that gap um, and I think as I've said countless times before I think a player like Milinkovic Savic or Pogba coming into that unit and not particularly for being better than any of those three but just being different and being able to to pick the ball up on halfway and drive forwards or or being able to make a run into the box to finish a chance because none of those three really do that. Um, you see Pjanic get forward now and then, but he's usually the deepest lying player. And I, I don't really think he... I think he's at his best in that role. I don't think he's really the kind of player who's going to make a difference if you do play him much further forward. I think it is a, a player that's missing and I think it's a reason why um, Jao Cancelo's looked so good because he can do that. Um, mm albeit from fullback. I think he's been superb in the first half of the season before he was injured. He also got um, into the Forza Time football team of the season so far. Yeah, well. and, and deservedly so because he really is a difference maker. He's a player who can can bring the ball out of defence and, and turn it into attack without first having to give it to Ronaldo, which is, <laughs> has kind of become the default setting. You either give it to Ronaldo, give it to Dybala or, or look to hit Mandzukic long. And, and that's predictable when, you, when you're playing against the better teams. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's good enough in Serie A and that, that's, that's great but to, to ultimately push on and do well in the Champions League I think you need a little bit more and that, that, that would 
seem to be the reason behind going for a player like Aaron Lennon and then maybe looking to, to spend money on somebody else as well. Mm, well, obviously, once Sammy Kadira comes back properly, then it'll all be sorted, so you shouldn't worry too much. Well, I, yeah, I will have to change what I've been saying because I've been saying that Juve midfield is one pace. With it's Matuidi, Chan and Bentancur. And Sammy Kadira is just no pace. Um, <laughs> it's different, <laughs> if, if you want. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like Cancelo, like you say, Cancelo's been fantastic. And he kind of almost reminds you of like Danny Alves and the, the way that he owns the, the entire, whatever flank he's on, he, primarily the right side, but he just owns it the whole way up and the whole way down and he gets up and down constantly and that, like I don't think he's the best defensively but the fact that he can get up and down with ease almost it really kind of negates the fact that he's maybe not the best defensively yeah and I think that I think that kind of helps De Chilio, doesn't it because it, he'll probably get a look and if you play a team with a good winger then you, mm-hmm. you probably play De Chilio on that side and then play Cancelo on the opposite flank because as you say he can do it on either side and he's he's certainly more dangerous than than Alexandro mm-hmm. um, so I think it brings some balance to the team I think he's been a lot better defensively in the October November than he was in August and September when he, he looked to a little bit of a liability there I think Kievo got uh, a lot of joy going up against him in the first game of the season didn't they um, but he, he looked much sharper since then so that that can only be a good thing and, and I think the comparison to Danny Alves is, is spot on really I think he's kind of the player that Juve thought they were getting when they signed Danny Alves and they just had to wait a, a couple of years um, the, the yeah. last that's one I kind of wanted to mention obviously Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. With Buffon leaving in the summer, that meant a new captain and Chiellini took over the armband and he has stepped up completely. He's... He was already a brilliant defender, but I think this season he's just he's just kind of you're getting a level of performance. I think that's been better than what he's produced for, well, maybe even his whole career. 
yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think I think there's a, a strong case to be made that Chiellini, as good as he has been, has not been Juve's best defender for about the last three full seasons before this one. I think you definitely would say it was Benatia last season. Uh, I think it was Bonucci the year before that. And I think it was probably Bart Sally the year before that as well. Um, but Chiellini, he's, he's just been superb this season. He, he really has stepped up to... to to the captaincy, to to leading that back line the way that he did before, um, and 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 obviously taking on the responsibility of the fact that the goalkeeper behind them's not as sure as he once was. Um, I think Chesney's been quite good, but he's not Buffon, and that's that's not really a criticism that you can level at anybody. Not being Gigi Buffon is a, a hard yardstick <laughs> to judge anybody by, but but we we know, don't we, that there's going to be a drop off in in the quality of goalkeeping, whether it's Chesney or Perrin because they're not Buffon mm. and I think Keeling has taken a lot of responsibility for that and it really has made a difference I think Allegri's managed him a little bit better rather than playing him all the time he's given him a rest uh, and I think that's helped too but there's definitely a, a desire on Keeling's part to, to to be the leader that, that he always looked like but never really was mm. yeah no no it's, it's, I've been mightily impressed is it it's kind of one of those it's like before you were like, oh, you know, there's maybe he maybe like kind of lose concentration, or it was always kind of maybe a bit rash in a tackle. But this season, it's almost been like you're getting complete solidity from him, and you're getting it consistently week in and week out. And he's not making any mistakes, and he's like you mentioned with Bonucci. It's his Bonucci that's making the mistakes, and Chiellini's kind of the one maybe, maybe carrying him a little bit as well. Yeah, I think I think he was a little bit clumsy, wasn't he? I think is probably the best way to describe it before mm. before this year. He always. You were never sure if he was going to climb over the top of the defender and win the header fairly, or just literally climb over the top of the, the opposition player. Um, we we both saw him at Old Trafford earlier this year, yeah. and he was immense in that game. He, was. he, he really was. A, United absolutely laid siege to Juve, and Keeling just wasn't having it. He, <laughs> he was. He, he, he was. It was impossible to get past him. Whether it was a winger, whether it was a striker anything there was just nothing going past him and he, and the way he celebrates blocking shots or making tackles like a like Ronaldo celebrates scoring a goal it's just brilliant to see isn't it yeah no it's, it's, it's been fantastic now you, know, you mentioned the Champions League there right so obviously we were I think we were at both games weren't we? we were sat beside each other yep. both of them um, yep. against United so the first one was obviously UV dominated for the most part and then basically the same happened in the second one, but then United scored two very late goals and got a cheeky wee win. Um, and then in the the last game of the group, Juve also lost to Young Boys as well, which if results had kind of gone differently, and I think it was the, the Valencia United game, Juve could have potentially finished second in that group, um, which I thought would have been a bit dangerous. How, how have you kind of... They looked at the way that they're approaching the Champions League matches in comparison to the Serie A ones where it's been pretty straightforward um, I, th- I think to be honest I think the, the Champions League has been pretty straightforward hasn't it, it yeah the, those two games they blew it against United which would have been a, a great chance to probably eliminate United um, which was a shame but otherwise yeah they they blew it against young boys but they were already through, and if there's, if there's anything we know about Allegri, it's that he's not going to get his team to waste any energy once their objective's already sealed. It, 
it's the same as when they're 2-0 up after 20 minutes against Lazio. You know that the next 70 minutes are completely pointless because Juve are barely going to go over the halfway line. And and, and that's what we saw in the Champions League. They, they blew it against United, so they went and beat Valencia. And then they, they just didn't really try against young boys. It was like watching an Italy friendly or <laughs> a, the second half of a... It'd be like the way that Man City will probably play against Burton Albion in the second leg of their cup semi-final when they're 9-0 up. Mm. It, it doesn't really matter. Um, and I, I think otherwise, I think they've been very good. I think they were excellent against Valencia to win with 10 men after Ronaldo got sent off. Then they took care of business against young boys away. They were superb at Old Trafford in that win. Um, and I think for probably 85, 86, 87 minutes in Turin against United, they were excellent too. They just left the door open and and, and United managed to, to sneak two goals because they, there are some very good players in that team and, and Juve's cautious nature kind of got the better of them there. But And then again, they went they went and beat Valencia straight away after that. So they've just done enough, haven't they? I think they've they've shown in those two games against United that they've got a, an extra gear to go to mm. um, and probably a gear beyond what we saw in those two games as well, um, looking at the way that they've played in some Serie A matches, like you say, against Napoli. Um, they can raise the game even further. And I, I think that's that can only bode well for the games to come. I think that the lack of the midfielder that I mentioned before is probably going to be shown up even more so against a team like Atletico Madrid, who just like Juve are going to be happy to sit in and, and defend. Um, but I think ultimately, if if you're talking about wanting to win the competition, you, you can't really be scared of of Manchester United or Atletico Madrid in in this season. Um, you, you're already looking beyond them almost, aren't you? Well, well, well I think you certainly are. So, looking at the kind of the season going forward, then obviously the two ties against Atletico Madrid, like that's. I, I honestly think that would be quite difficult, just the way that Atletico play and, and the, the style that um, Simeone has and the attitude. I think it will be quite a bit different um, to, to, to play a lot of the bigger teams in Europe and I think that that could be a bit dangerous if kind of Juve, if Juve can have this... Kind of, I wouldn't call it a lack of concentration. Allegri always moans about it being kind of... The, they just kind of think, yeah, it'll be fine, don't worry about it, we'll win. And I think if they kind of go in with that attitude, I think it'll be... It'll be problematic to see yeah I think you're right but I think again it comes back to Ronaldo doesn't it he scored one goal in the <laughs> that's Champions what you League said when we did the preview you're like it doesn't matter yeah, for Ronaldo but, but but that's that's kind of where we are isn't it like Juve played Diego Simeone's Atletico Madrid already twice in the group stage with Allegri and they lost 1-0 and drew 0-0 so conceding goals is never really going to be a problem against against mm-hmm. that team it's, the problem is scoring goals and yes those two games Juve didn't score Ronaldo scored 12 goals in 11 matches against Atletico Madrid in his career and, and that's that's why you buy him isn't it to, mm-hmm. to, to score goals in those games and, and because that's what he can do and I think the fact that he's brought the best out of Mandzukic as well I, I think that really helps I think the, the main problem now for Juve is between now and the end of February Allegri's got to figure out who the best player is for that that third spot in attack because I, I don't see that Juve are going to go out and spend whatever it would take to, to sign a midfielder who's going to make the difference so the difference has to come from that that third attacker doesn't it I think Dybala's been really a non-factor so far this season he, do, he do you scored. think that's because of Ronaldo or? I, I think it's because of the way that the team is set up he's the one in midfield who's having to drop deep he's the mm. one 
Ronaldo wants to play either on the left or through the middle. So him and Mandzukic swap roles back and forth throughout the match, depending on where Ronaldo wants to play. So, which means then Dybala's pushed out on the right wing, which for all his talent, he's not a right winger. He's he's a he's a second striker, isn't he? He's a, he wants to play just off the shoulder of one striker. And he, he's not going to get to do that because what's happening between Ronaldo and Mandzukic is too good to change it just to accommodate Dybala. Yeah. Um, so, so he needs to adapt to that. And I think he's shown in the four months that the season's been going so far that he can't do that, um, that he's not ideal for that role. I think the team's looked better when, when Bernadeschi's played there from the start. I think the team looks better in the last 15, 20 minutes when Douglas Costa comes on fresh to, to stretch defences. Um, and I, I think, to be honest, Bernadeschi's probably the answer because he's much more comfortable dropping back to, to be an extra body in midfield and to bring the ball forwards. I think he's much more comfortable at cutting in and then giving the ball out wide to Cancelo because he's used to playing in that role on the right when he's left-footed. I, I think I would never say that Bernadeschi is a better player than Dybala, but I think he's a better fit in mm. in this Juventus and certainly with with Mandzukic and Ronaldo. And I think if you do that, then you, you've probably got the option of, of playing Dybala with either Mandzukic or Ronaldo in a two in Serie A, and that'll probably be better for Dybala as well. So I think Allegri's got probably what is it, eight or nine games between now and and the the first game against Atletico Madrid, and I think I think we'll probably see quite a few different makeups of that front three, whether it's playing Dybala behind Mandzukic and Ronaldo, or or as I say, rotating in a Bernadeschi or Douglas Costa. And I think ultimately solving that is is going to determine how well Juve's season goes between now and the end, because it, it is too easy for especially a team as well as Atletico Madrid, it is too easy for them to, to suck Dybala into midfield and then just kick lumps out of him. And he, he's not good at that. I mean, mm. he's never going to survive doing that. Um, and that's why people talking about selling him or or swapping him for somebody else or moving on from him in a, in a different way. Um, and I, oh, that, I think that's probably the wrong answer. I think the, the right answer is to keep hold of him because I, in the long term, he is a very good player, and a, a huge talent, but right now for the way that the team is I don't think he's the right man to be playing in attack mm, well options as well like you say like it gives Allegri options to play two play on behind two as well so I mean it's yeah I, there's tons of options and I think the problem is he can probably play any combination of that in Syria and it'll be fine yeah. the, the problem is when it comes to Champions League finding the balance and finding the the right blend because because when they play Bologna in the cup, he's talking about playing Moises Keane, and that that just says it all, really, doesn't it? Like <laughs> he, he's going to play a kid who's played probably ten he, games in Serie A in his life. Is it, I, I think he's only playing. I think it was sixteen minutes he's played for Juve this season, and that was in I think it was in the second half against Young Boys in the Champions League. Yeah, it was a, a dead game already, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was three. There were three nothing up, and he came on for a little bit. I was like, oh, that's a surprise. Um. All right, let's kind of all right f- f- finishing on some transfer thing then because it's the transfer window and we all love that. Um, Aaron Ramsey, you were mourning about a midfielder and how Juve need one. Is he the is he the answer for next season? I think he's an answer. I think he's he's at least got that speed that that will make a difference. That he's he's happy to make a quick pass. He's happy to run forward and get in the box. He scores some goals. I don't think he's the answer. Ultimately, I'm, if if Arsenal are letting him go and, 
and nobody else is really making a, a big push to sign him, either other than Juve. That kind of says it all. It's not like a, a Real Madrid or Bayern Munich are banging on the door to, to sign Aaron Ramsey. You know, I, I think ultimately it's it's going to be somebody else who becomes the answer. Um, I'd, but I, th- I think it, at least it shows that, that they are looking to do something different. I think it's it's too easy to pick up a a Kadira or a Blaise Matuidi, isn't it? Mm. Like pushing th- over thirty, the contracts run out. They want to get one last big payday. At, at least is something different, and at, at least it shows that Paratici is is willing to kind of move the goalposts and try something because you look at the team and, and that's what it needs, isn't it? And it, if they can't afford to make a big uh, financial outlay to get a Milinkovic-Savic or Pogba, then then you, you are restricted in, in what you can do in that market. And I, yeah, maybe maybe for a, a short time he can be the, an answer. Um, uh, uh, but you'd, kind of, still, you'd still expect somebody... Yeah, a bigger I, I need to come think, in in the summer, probably. Yeah, because I think you look at Juve, the way that they work, the way that they, they plan everything out, the way that everything's thought through and done mm. to such meticulous detail. I think you don't go and sign Ronaldo for 112 million and then think, right, that's it, that'll do. <laughs> Sorted for four years, don't need to worry about anything. You know, it's you basically, yes, obviously you've got the best-selling shirt in France, you've got a million extra followers on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. But, the ultimate aim of signing Ronaldo is surely to win the Champions League, isn't it? It's been 23 years. And by himself, he's not going to do that. And the fact that he's there, the new Adidas deal generates massive moral revenue. So Juve is still going to be able to spend money in the transfer market come the summer. And and you look at the team and, and what else does it need? You know, you've, we already ran through the options in attack with Mandzukic, Dybala, Bernadeschi, Costa, uh, Moises Keane, if you want, uh, in midfield, they've already got countless options for the for the other two players with Pjanic, Matuidi, Chan, Sami Khedira's corpse. Um, in in, in defence, Benati, Bonucci, Chiellini, Cancelo, Di Cilio, Alexandro. They've even got two two top notch goalkeepers in Perrin and Chesney. So they don't actually need to sign anything other than one midfielder. And if if you if you look at what Juve have spent over the last few years, even with taking into account Ronaldo's wages are going to affect the budget. They, they have to be able to afford to go and sign Milinkovic-Savic because he's not going to take a massive wage. Is he? He's, he's going to be on a, a low salary at, at Lazio and he's mm. going to take something in line with what the club are paying most players, which is about £4 million a year. So it's it's not a huge sacrifice other than the transfer fee. And yes, Lotito is a pain to deal with just like he's a pain to, to deal with his club but in general. But it's the kind of deal you just have to go get done, isn't it? So I would expect, yeah, Ramsey, it's nice, it's a free transfer, um, but but you are going to still spend money in the summer, and and that that one area is the one where you, it's that's got to come because the rest of the squad is set. Hmm. Yeah, if Jose Mourinho was still at charge at United, United, you'd have Pog back. There you go. But yeah, who knows? Maybe we can get Fellaini instead. <laughs> there you go. Um, f- I think is there anything else? I mean, the, the only kind of other transfer news really has been players leaving. Uh, Rugani's been linked with a move away. Um, Benassia's been linked with a move away. Spinazzola, Keane as well. Um, I, I can't imagine you'll be crying into your pillow at the thought of any of those guys. No, I think I think in every case, really, it's I think 
Benatia or Rugani moving wouldn't surprise me because I think there isn't enough playing time to keep both happy. But if you sell one, you can probably keep the other one happy enough because the only other option is Batsali. So you can rotate the three, can't you? Whether if you keep Benatia, you can rotate Bonucci, Chiellini, Benatia and and bring Batsali on for the last five minutes of a game somewhere. And he'll be more than happy with that. Mm. Um, I think Spinazzola is the same. I think with Cancelo and Di Chilio being able to play both sides and Spinazzola being sidelined so long with this injury, um, I, I think loaning him out for some experience somewhere. I've seen Bologna discussed as a, a potential place for him and I think that would be really good to to go and get 15 or 16 games as a, as a first-choice left-back would be for somebody that plays a back four as well because he played in, as a wing-back uh, because Atalanta played with a three. I think that would do him the, the world of good because you see... At Milan, we've seen them having to waste substitutions to to get uh, Andrea Conte into a game when when they need results, and that would be the worst, wouldn't it? If if you need a result, but then they need to bring on Spinazzola, I think loaning him out is probably and bringing in somebody else who can cover at fullback. Obviously, would be a a good move. And Moises Keane, the same. Uh, we've already twice gone through the options in attack, but Moises Keane's going to find playing time hard to get. So mm. maybe after. Uh, he scores a hat-trick against Bologna in the cup. He can go and play for them for the rest of the season. Oh, he can go to Kievo and keep them up. He can go, he can yeah, go and, go and he do the, the great already, doesn't he? He was exactly. at Hellas last year. He could become a Kievo cult hero by uh, uh, scoring goals instead of Sergio Polizia, who's probably older than Sami Khedira. Uh, um, yes, he's getting on a bit. He's getting married, so, though, so it's all right. He's finally... Well, he's, 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 Stop him stopping being a kid. He's about the right age for a, an Italian player getting married, isn't he? <laughs> Policia, I mean, not Moises Keane. Yeah, there you go. But um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. none of those transfers are going to make any difference whatsoever, yeah. are they really? Let's exactly. be honest. Yeah, they're just kind of squad players and stuff. Um, right, last thing. How many points will Juventus win Serie A by? They're nine points uh, clear right now. Halfway stage, nine points. I, I, I'm going to say about nine points because <laughs> I, I think... It, it's it, because we because Allegri because it's like being 2-0 up isn't it we're nine points clear it's okay if we lose to Napoli it's fine they'll lose next week I, I can fully see it because of rotating for the last stage of the Champions League because that will become the focus because probably even resting players to play in the Coppa Italia when that gets to the latter stages I think the gap will probably stay about nine or ten no, I wouldn't be surprised if it jumped out to 16 or 17 because the clubs behind drop a few more points. But I think they're going to push hard to to stay close. I think they're going to benefit hugely from the fact that Napoli, who are second, have a massive gap to third already um, because that'll probably see them ease up a little bit and maybe concentrate on the Coppa Italia themselves just to get a trophy um, or Europa League as well. Um, and I think that's going to become the, the aim now, isn't it? I think you look at the, the league table and it's, it's nine points back to Napoli, who were then five or six clear of Inter, who were then, is it eight or nine points clear of, of uh, Milan? Seven, seven clear seven. of Lazio. Yeah. Seven of Lazio, eight of Milan. So, yeah. the, the battle's going to come between the teams chasing for fourth, and and, and that's really it, isn't it? It's, mm. it's celebrate Boring, Hashtag through. boring Serie A. <laughs> yeah, celebrate getting through against Atletico Madrid by collecting the Serie A trophy is probably going to be a, a, about, what is it, March, that second leg. Mm. Um, I, I could see it being done quite easily. It's, 
it's, the gap's not really going to get any. It'll probably shrink at some point because Juve will drop points somewhere and it'll be six points. We're like, oh, this could be interesting. And then Juve will win 3 0 and, and somebody else will lose and it'll be back to nine or 10. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, to be honest, that's the way it's going to go for the rest of the season six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, 10, 11, 12, up and down and, and ultimately end in double figures, probably. But I don't, I don't see it widening too much because I don't see Juve putting the foot on the throat of everybody else just to. For the sake of it, I think they'll they'll save their energy for the cup competitions now, knowing that they've got Serie A in hand. Yeah, exactly. Um, possible treble, um, and obviously the Champions League is is the big one. Um, and and uh, like you know, we know Allegri gets his teams going around about March time. So, like we say, you have been coasting so far, and in a, f- a few weeks we'll see just how good the Bianconeri are. Um, Right, Adam, perfect. Thank you very much. Everybody, you can follow Adam on the Twitter as at ADZADS77. Uh, you can follow him there. The link will be in the article and in the description of the podcast and all that as well. So if you don't already, go and follow Adam. Um, and I'm sure I'll see you very, very soon at some Serie A ground, Mr. Rigby. Yep, no doubt. I'll see you soon.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.